They're fun, they're funny, and full of facts. You're listening to The Wade and Cody Show, broadcasting worldwide on TuneIn, Shoutcast, SoundCloud, and 35 other locations. Now, here's Wade and Cody. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? This is Wade. And I'm the one sitting next to him. And she goes, she do. I think she's doing it on purpose now at this point. Of course. It's, what's up, y'all? It's Wade and Cody on the Wade and Cody Radio Show. Hello. We are here today, and uh, you know, yeah, we got some topics to talk about. Some you know. awesome. It's gonna be a great show. Here you go. I just said you were gonna do that no more because I don't want people thinking our show's gonna be. You know, I'll let people determine. I'll let you guys determine if the show's great or not. So if it's not great, then you know we were it's not. It's Wade's fault. We're not on the hook. <laughs> we're not on the hook. No, she just said that because we we take turns doing topics, and anytime you know um, she throw it on me like that, that means it's probably my topic, and she trying to say she ain't brought up, <laughs> trying to distance herself from it. It's a good topic, I, in my opinion. I think. It's a great let's topic. Let's hear what you got, bro. That's what I'm going to say. In my opinion, it's a great topic. So, um, you know, let, let's let's talk a little bit today. We're going to try to help your life. This, yes. this is We're going to life coach today. Oh, you know, oh. Free life coaching session happening right now in your ear. So, look, listen. So, there's um, this, there was this, this, this post that was circulating um, um, on social media. And um, for those of you, you know, everybody is not not big in sports. But um, years ago, years ago, I'm talking like maybe 10 years ago, uh, maybe longer than that, Um it was a situation that happened in one of the, I think it was a playoff game, I believe. Okay. Um, and at the time, um, Allen Iverson was playing, right? And you know, that's, that's tell you how long ago it was. Mm. And he was playing with the 76ers. And he was an up and coming, um, you know, he was, this is when he was on his rise. He was like, I'm, you know, I'm Allen Iverson. And he was playing the uh, Lakers. He was playing the Lakers. And it was this one thing that happened in this game against the Lakers where he did this crazy move and then made this shot. And, and then when he did this crazy move and made the shot, the point guard that was sticking him fell down on the ground. And then after he made the shot and the bucket went in, he proceeded, Allen Iverson did, proceeded to step over the player that was down as if, he was, as if there was a doormat and walk off over him and then mm-hmm. go down the floor. So this was like, oh man, oh he got him. So this 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 is a famous scene in any of the Allen Iverson highlights. You know, it happens and you see you like, oh he got him. Oh, so it's this post circulating, which, which which caused me to think like, dude, this is this is a really good really good evaluation or a really good um thing. So the the person that he stepped over was uh, Tyrone Lue. Okay, now, I don't know if that sounds familiar. He does. Okay, Tyrone Lue was the point guard that played with the um, Lakers, and he was he was a phenomenal point guard. You know, he he led him to a couple championships. Um, you know, as as a point guard, um, so he you know he's he this is who he is, and the comparison was this. You know, they said that the nicknames that were given from this they call Allen Iverson the the answer, right? And they called um, from this situation they said that they called uh, Tyrone Lue the doormat. Aww. Because that's you know that was a pivotal moment and and it was I think it was I want to say I think it was one of the finals or something so you know they still lost you know Philadelphia did but the thing is this what people are saying like okay well let's let's check this because both of them came in the league same time and they both came into the in the, in the hip hop era right mm-hmm. and they both had the cornrows and they both was like you know we we you know we we trying to be cool mm-hmm. one player decided to just stick to the cornrows. That's all they did, right? I'm just going to wear my cornrows. <laughs> the other player decided to do cornrows and then start getting tats and then, you know, getting their, their neck tatted and their arms tatted and their face, you know, all this other stuff, right? And as they went on, they were saying, like, I'm going to be me. You know, I'm going to be me. This is who I am. I'm not going to change. This is my culture. This is where I came up from. I'm going to be me. And this person is, is credited for changing the NBA style. 
right. you know, where he would, you know, um, you know, dressing in what they call quote unquote, the, you know, hood style with the baggy pants, the big shirts and all that stuff. And that's how he showed up for his like interviews and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they credit him and they gave him the props for changing the style of the NBA. Now, recently, you know, um, people, you know, no, he, he filed, you know, he said he was broke. And um, in the meantime, on the other side of it, the doormat, they call him, Tyrone Liu, has changed his whole style up. He doesn't still wear cornrows. Um, he cut his hair, right? And he's now coaching um, the Cleveland Cavaliers who were uh, playing for the, you know, they, they made it to the finals, right? So the conversation is this. This is my point today, okay? The thing that is... Um, what people are talking about is sometimes you have to know when to fit into the mold, right? Fit into the mold. Because what Allen Iverson did was he's like, I'm not changed. I'm going to be me. So he had a great NBA career and made a lot of money, right? Where Tyrone Liu, same opportunity, but he kind of, you know, he probably make as much money as, as, as Allen Iverson, but he still got a job. Because what what Tyrone Lue did, what Allen Iverson didn't do was, Tyrone Lue at some point realized that he wants to do more with his life than just play basketball. Right. So he made preparations to make sure that whatever he did now didn't impact his tomorrow. <laughs> Where Allen Iverson made the decision to say, I'm going, you know, I'm going to do me and I'm going to live in the moment. So he he went ahead and stayed with that, you know, that, that, that theory that kind of jacked him up in the long run. Because he's a great point guard, but he didn't he didn't have the look of the NBA. So the reason why Tyrone Liu was able to move into the, the ranks of coaching, because Tyrone Liu was able to kind of, you know, um, he didn't have anything that, you know, he was able to clean himself up and, and kind of fit the mold. What they said on the uh, post, they was talking about that, you know, Tyrone Liu um, kind of fits the um, the look of history. If you think about historically, um, any of the great um, professionals, uh, especially African-American professionals, um, you know, let's say Sidney Poitier or or, um, uh, different ones that have done things in the past. If you take a picture of Tyrone Lue right now, make it black and white. He fits the, 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 the image of a professional, right? Where if you take the image of, um, Allen Iverson right now and you make it black and white, he doesn't really fit the mold. So the, the, the conversation is, you know, when do you be like, I'm going to come off of uh, the whole I'm doing me thing to really, you know, understand that as certain, certain, there's certain requirements that you have to meet to kind of move up in society or in in the professional realm because Allen Iverson cut himself short. He could, he could be coaching right now. Uh, I don't know that I'm 100% in on that. And here's why. I think, and and what makes me, you know, a little hesitant is I, I see it both ways. I see uh, the Steph Curry versus, you know, another player that may be all tatted up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Steph Curry has a, a, a good boy, a clean boy, you know, kind of image versus some of these other players that you can't even see their skin because there's so many um, tattoos on them. Mm-hmm. So yes, Steph Curry is going to be more uh, 
marketable and more universally appealing just because as a mom, if I'm looking at two athletes, who do, who do I want my son to, you know, model after I'm going to go with the one that's not all, hold on one second. That's not all tatted up. (laughs) The other part to that is this though. I think the problem with Allen Iverson is that the cornrows and the tattoos are um, a reflection of his inner attitude, of his inner thought process. Mm-hmm. And that whole gangster, bad boy, rebel, okay, that stuff only works for so long. You can only buck the system and buck everybody else and me, myself, and I and, and all of that for, for so long. And I think the problem is that it's not just your hair. It's not just your tattoos. It's not just your gold chains. It's your mind. Your mindset is jacked up because you don't have to have tattoos. You don't have to have gold chains. You don't have to talk and look urban to be successful or to not be. But if you have a jacked up mindset, you're not going to go anywhere. And well, I think that's the deliberating, ugh, well, I think, debilitating well, that's a great, problem. That's a great point. Unfortunately, it doesn't fit what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the not necessarily the players as they were at the time, but how... He's still jacked up. Where's your money? But that's what I'm saying to you. But I think the difference is what they're talking about is how one foreseeing the industry, right? The industry, right? Not, not the individual, but the industry mm-hmm. and, and seeing the industry understood certain things I may not want to do because it could impact <laughs> my future in the industry. I'm going to outgrow that face tattoo. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so the thought is that one player foresaw the industry. They saw the, they saw the potential of growth in the industry beyond right. the player. And the other one was so set on the moment right. that they didn't they didn't really think about the industry as a whole, but more or less about their individual impact on the industry. You see what I'm saying? So because they didn't think about the industry in the whole, they don't they didn't they, they kind of didn't don't have the longevity the other player did that thought about, hey, hold on, you know, I got the cornrows too. I got and that's just take it off the cornrows. They can say something like, you know, you know, you just maybe just the way you talk, maybe just, you know, not having a degree, maybe just, you know, when you, the industry you're trying to go in, how mm-hmm. we always, you know, as as a young person, especially you feel like, you know, the world should conform to to me and what I'm doing. I'm an individual. Right. I need to, you know, I'm doing me. You know, this is this is the new thing, whatever. But not really looking at the industry as a whole to see what's the mold the industry is putting out. You know what I'm saying? Like as as like uh, if you're trying to be, for example, let's say you're trying to be a uh, a pilot, right? You're trying to be a pilot for a commercial airline. Okay, if you ever seen a pilot, there's a certain mold that pilots fit. Standard, yeah, there's a standard, right? So if you coming in as a baggage claim person, right, and you like, you know, I'm I'm going to do me. And you got your gold chains and you're right, sagging you, you, and you, your gold right, you, teeth. You're going out, and it's not it's not necessarily necessarily you have that, but it's like once you realize the industry, you like you you still get it done. You still going to get your your permanent gold caps. You still talking all ignorant hood. You're not going to uh, college to get your you know aviation degrees. You're not doing none of these things, right? You like they're gonna conform to me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be real. Where the other person that came as a badge claim person 
also came in with the same thing. They had the cornrows, or they had they had the you know they had the things that you know, I don't want to keep saying cornrows. I want y'all to think it's we stereotyping people here, but they have the the look of that's not of the industry. They came into the industry with a look that's not of that the industry. Urban look, right? Well, it had to be urban because there's also punk rock. There's different types of looks that you can you can have that doesn't fit an industry, right? Right. Um, we can have like uh, blue blue dyed hair. You know, mm. you know what I'm saying it's not urban. All goth. Yeah. <laughs> so. They came into the industry together, but one bad same person realized, hey, you know what? If I'm trying to, you know, uh, get up there to be a pilot, I need to make sure I, I need to knock out some of these pre, uh, prerequisites that are necessary for me to get there. And the other one was like, I ain't got to do it. I'm just going to do me. I'm just going, I'm going to make this money. I'm going to make this money, get these hours. And the other person was like, well, I'm going to make this money, get these hours. But also, I want longevity in the industry. So certain things I'm just not going to do. I'm not going to go out and, you know, get the nose ring because it is, the pilots don't have nose rings. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not going to go out and get, you know, the um, my, 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 you know, baby mom or baby daddy, you know, tattoo on my hand or, you know, on my knuckles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, the pilots don't have tattoos on their knuckles. Well, and I think if you if you look at that in, in general terms of everyday terms, mm-hmm. uh, the thing we have to show young people is who is a reflection of you. Okay. Meaning what a professional, okay, mm-hmm. or not professional or store worker or whatever has, for example, purple hair. Right. Okay. Where's that reflection? Is the lady at IBM, does she have purple hair? Right. Or is the girl at Walmart with purple hair? Yeah. Like you have to, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's real. Yeah, you every, know every who has, has that? Who has the nose ring, ladies? Is it the executive, or is it the ha- you know? I mean, it's the truth though, because even look, look in the music industry, right? Because you're only you will only go as far as you fit, right? Like like the music industry, great example. They say uh, they talk about Jay Z, right? Because Jay Z, when you when he came out as an artist, right, he was real. He fit into the artist, the artist, the way the artist is supposed to look, right? Right. That's what he did. But when he wanted to kind of change up his game and get into the executive realm, right? He had to change up his whole look. He couldn't come into the boardroom with the you know saggy jeans, the, the white tees, and the and the the, the, the Rockaway necklaces, <laughs> right? And the, and the you know New York, you know, he's uh, not Yankees wearing hat. Rockaway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so you notice the Jay Z. Notice the Jay Z when he came into the industry. Until and then once he got exposed to okay, in order for me to get ahead, the executives that I'm sitting at the table with that's signing me are dressing like this. Well, look at look at uh, uh Damon John Damon John right. Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. He is not wearing Fubu, yeah, and he made it. <laughs> he ain't going. He ain't not. He not. That was there. his brand mm-hmm. for a time, and it still is active. It's yep. still active, mm-hmm. but he is not wearing it. Nope. When you see him every single time, you see him. He has on a suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's dealing with executives. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with decision makers and people of influence. Right. And they are not wearing FUBU. No, they're not. So even though that's his brand, he doesn't wear it. Right. So you got it. So the key is really what, it, what you have to think about is it's not about how you start, but how you plan on finishing. Right. right. If you want longevity in whatever industry, and now, now mind you, there's some industries where you know um, certain things that may be frowned upon in the executive boardroom may be accepted in that industry. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a tattoo artist and you want to go into the be like the best tattoo artist in the industry, okay, you may be tatted up. That may be like the tats may be like the way you show your work. I got it. Okay, cool. You know, but the thing is that in your industry, if you want longevity, even the tattoo artists. 
you know, you know, they, they, you know, we get into the executive realm of people that own tattoo parlors and they, and they're the executive boards, the ones that's going into, to, to buy the buildings and the franchises and they have the franchisees and you're meeting in the, you know, it's a little different thing. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of think about longevity. Think about, don't do anything to your body, especially yeah. that could, that could jeopardize the the opportunity for longevity in that industry that you're trying to be in because it's not it's not about think about this it's never about an individual in a company think about that you know i don't i don't know who runs ibm right now i know ibm no you know what i'm saying i don't know who's in charge of delta airlines right now i don't but i know delta right because it's not about an individual when when a company is successful it's not about that one person. It's not about the one person. It's about the company as a whole. It's about the brand. It's about what they're representing. So it's not about an individual. So if you have an individual mindset and you're trying to expand yourself and have longevity in the industry, you need to understand the industry you're trying to get into so you can fit the mold and not make decisions based off your individual mindset of like, hey, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to accept who I am. And then you'll find yourself stuck in badges claims for 20 years. <laughs> well, like, everybody else right, is everybody, passing you. Right. And you'll call it racism. Right. No, you're, you're it's call it discrimination. professionalism. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to blame everybody else because you like, they just ain't ready for a real, you know, you know, hood no, or somebody. You they don't ready. want no, that. It's not, it's not, it's not, they're not ready. It's just that that's not the mold that's created for that industry. It's I'm just period. You. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, it's just not, I mean, it's the truth though. I'm not hiring. So when you, you come, you, you come in my office in a wife beater, a tank top, and sagging, I'm not hiring you. I'm sending you home. Right, because you're not. You're not. I have nothing for you. You're not ready for the industry. And, and it, you can call me, you know, a sellout or whatever, but you won't call me your boss. Now, unless, unless, unless I'm not hiring you, unless you're working at a car wash, then that's that may be appropriate to hire if you're going to wash the cars. But I mean, it's, you got all I'm saying is that when you go into an industry, man, look at the longevity. Look at the people that's, that's hiring. Look at that's the I best think way. You should dress like. The manager, or like when you go into an interview, dress like the boss. That's why. That's what. There was mm-hmm. nothing more tragic than uh, recently we were out of town, and oh, the <laughs> the hotel where we stayed it was a nice hotel, very upscale ho- hotel, uh, was having interviews for their support personnel, mm-hmm. um, and you know some of us showed up mm-hmm. looking the part. Okay, khakis, a button down tie. Um, young ladies in you know a little uh, business suit or a nice attire khakis again mm-hmm. you know professional and then some of us didn't yeah some I, of us showed up with half of our head shaved off and club um, attire we had a club attire on straight club attire had our best club attire like, like my back is out um, had splits up the tail you're, you're yeah. not getting hired today pants sagging your pants don't fit you're not you're wearing eating. a belt so and it's, and it's what they say you know and I don't know if they taught you this they probably, I know they told us this in RTC they say look what you do is you go to the whatever place you want to work right again it goes back to understanding industry longevity whatever place you want to work before you apply before you apply or even if you go there to apply you know but before you apply go scope out the place yes. check out how the employees dress so when you come in, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's a psychological thing, but truthfully it is. When you come in, this is, this, I'm going to tell you how to get a job. When you come <laughs> in, because you scoped out how the employees dress, when you come in, you have the same exact look on. 
Right. If they wear khakis with, you know, white shirts with the name of the logo, you need the company, to have, um, like, what is it, AT&T, we mm-hmm. walk at and If you go in there and they got khakis and a white polo with the AT&T logo, you go in there with khakis and a white polo. Don't do the AT&T logo, they might get you. <laughs> but go in there with the khakis and a white, because what happens is that person that's hiring is going to see you already there because you look like them. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't about, you know, you know, you they just don't want us to, they don't want us to thrive. Because a lot of times, you know, African-Americans, I can say this because I'm one of them. We like to say all the time that things are holding us back because they don't want to accept our culture. But if you look at it, if you look at just the history of, of, of you know, people who have be, become successful in executive positions, you know, it's not about the culture, but it's about understanding the industry. You know what I'm saying? Understanding the industry. And then when you understand the industry, you can they, they can see you, you know, it's, it's like if you're working, you know, if you're working at um uh you playing sports, right? They all they all gonna wear the same jerseys. But but here's here's my question. And I I just have an issue. I just oh my God. You know, I have an issue. Why why do you wanna look ignorant? I, I mean, I can't. I because, don't know. You know, they said, and we call it zagging in my house. We make a make a joke out of it. You zagging. But they said sagging came from inmates. Okay. Why would you want to, as a modern person, copy the culture of an inmate? Uh, Why? I, can't that question. I mean, I, I, it's not like it's, put on a belt. Yeah. Like really, nobody wants to see. Your fruit of the looms. (laughs) Like, honestly. I didn't wake up going, oh, I can't wait to sit. No, I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. And so you have to ask yourself, am I putting out an image that is ignorant? Am I putting out an image that is respectable? Am I putting out an image that will cause people to judge me? Because guess what? If they don't know you, they're going to make an assessment of who you are real quick. And what you're wearing, how you're speaking, your mannerisms, those things matter. Mm-hmm. And it's not wrong that they matter. It's wrong that you want to talk ignorant, look ignorant, and act ignorant, and then be mad that people don't want to give you an opportunity. Well, no, they don't want to be surrounded by ignorance. Well, it's not even really about an opportunity, too. It's just a matter of, um, especially when you're in the industry, they don't want you understand you, you represent a brand. Again, I just name I just name brands that you don't know the, you don't know who own it. I mean, who's the CEO, who's running it. Because at the end of the day, every experience you had, we, we was in a, another um a city, another hotel, and we was um we ran into a um, employee that works with Dell. Right? Yeah. And you know, the Dell employee, you know, it remind me of those Dell commercials. <laughs> like, dude, you're getting a Dell. Remember those commercials right, back then? Right. And how the um, you know, the, any kind of Dell commercials, like everything's just clean, everything's like sharp, everything's just like, oh man, it's Dell. And when we walked when we you know we ran to him into the elevator, his whole presentation reminded me of that commercial. Right. His whole presentation made me say, you know what, are you in sales? Because you know, we 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 actually, you know, we we actually purchase Dells a lot, you know, for um on the business side. We purchase Dells a lot. That's our, our go-to product. And I was trying to see if he had a, you know, if he's in sales, I'd rather give him the business because he had, you know, it's he was Dell. So the thing is, is that people don't want to promote you or don't want to hire you or don't want to, you know, elevate you in that industry, it's because you have to represent that brand. They're not a good reflection of the brand. They put millions of dollars out to make sure that brand looks a certain way. Yeah. And then you you get mad because you don't want to fit into the mold of that industry and then they're not going to let you go out there and mess up their millions of dollars they ain't spending marketing and you open your mouth or you look in a certain way and instantly that customer that they spent all that money to get in front of 
interest it, instantly exactly lose interest in the product because if, of if you. he had a came in the elevator like hey shout hey 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 what's up man hey hey man i'm sorry man miss late i'm sorry miss like we would have been looking like what right but he came he was real professional it was like Dude, good morning how are you yeah, we spoke yeah he spoke that's a big deal you know speaking <laughs> you know what i'm saying but it, so you just it's, it's you, are you guys in town for the conference like it was an open conversation yeah, it, was it was like no but again, because we look like we was part, I guess, of a conference because right. of the way we dress. Right. Look, we understand our industry. Right. We was working. We was working. You know, this I didn't time. have on body con. No, she no body con. <laughs> we had on our uh, our work attire. Right. You know, he assumed that we were there for a conference that we really wasn't there for. But because we look like we're part of that industry, we was instantly given access, given the you know access that would the industry would give us. But we weren't part of it, so you know you you can actually get doors open for you, just or, or close or close. But we, we try and get you get doors open. You can get doors open for you just by understanding your industry and how they dress, how they look, how they act. You know what I'm saying? You want them to believe that you're already a part of it. So when they hire you or when they promote you, they already see you in that position. So mm-hmm. it's not like a stretch to see can they clean themselves up? Can they you know take off the the nose rings and the, and the uh, you know the highlighted uh, what they call neon lips? stick and uh <laughs> you know the the four inch uh tiger nails with the points on them i forgot they call them little nails oh, y'all doing claws. now claws you know, I don't, that's not what they call but you just said that but you know i'm you, just I, you know what i'm like does oprah do it that, but again but look at oprah then you see y'all look at all these successful people does oprah do look it? at tyler perry <laughs> you know look at look at bill gates look it's at gail who's on cbs mornings every morning no here you go watch this is 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 bill gates is warren buffett walk around with rhinestone diamond belts with the big old Gucci logo all over it. You know what I'm saying? Are they walking around with Louis Vuitton shoes talking about some, hey, I'm rocking Louis Vuitton. You know what I'm saying? You got to think like, are they walking around with Fendi? If if you want to, look, if you want to look like Birdman, then go to go apply for wherever Birdman is. Right, go high, go but see if, Birdman high. Right, <laughs> but unless you're trying to look like Birdman and and work for Birdman and be with Birdman, looking man. like Birdman is not going to work for you. No. You understand the industry again. Now, that's the industry you try and get into. Go hard in it. Do what you gotta do. You got. I mean, you that's the industry. Stay with it because yeah, that's, that's gonna be that's your the industry. Option. You know what I'm saying? But I guarantee this: Bird may not going into business meetings for his brand. Looking like that, I guarantee you, Birdman can put on a suit and you know. And I, I guarantee you, who he hires to represent him does not look like that. I, I can I can promise you, his lawyer. <laughs> does not look ain't like going to court. Ain't going to court looking like that. Google it right now. His lawyer does not have a face tattoo. Right. So it's just you gotta man. You His gotta accountant does not have a face tattoo. Trust me. So the you know he's he he is the image, but the people that support his brand, he's not hiring the ones that look like him. Trust me. Not in the key positions. Mm-mm. So you know, just you gotta you gotta. You just gotta understand the industry, man, and just like like the story said earlier, one one person was hindered by their wanting to be, you know, their self. They want to be them. He couldn't evolve. They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. Right. They wasn't. They wasn't set for the industry for long term. Where another player, same exact situation, same exact, you know, was doing the same exact things as the cornrows and all that stuff. Recognize the long to have longevity in this industry. I need to change. Some I things. must evolve. And he's still making three million dollars a year right now. Three million dollars a year just coaching. He's still making money, coaching. Now he made money as in career, but he's still making. He's st- he's still employed. He's still gainfully employed. And you know, depending on you know what the outcome is in Cleveland, you know he may be gainfully employed for a minute because he started out as an assistant coach for a while. So it's like he after his career was over, 
you know, he was able to think about the ones that didn't make it. Rasheed Wallace, there's the ones that you, you can, we can go on for days. Uh, Shaq didn't have a whole Where bunch of tattoos. Where is Dennis Rodman? Uh, you know, let's not talk about him. Ain't got oh, I'm sorry. About. He just got in trouble with being in North Korea and all that. Oh. But anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, are you making choices that if that will allow you to change your mind later? Mm. And if you're not, you may not want to make that choice. Or if you if somebody want to consider you for the elevation for to, to represent their brand, are you making a choice where you can't? They'll second guess it because like ah, because you ah, we can't do that. Can so, you evolve? Yeah. So just don't do nothing that's gonna make yourself. Don't you, do nothing stupid. Yeah. I can evolve right now. I can go if I need to go right now and go clean shaven because I need to go into a, a, a business meeting and I need to be clean shaven like everybody else in the room. I can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but if I also if I want to do something where I don't have to be clean shaven, I can let my beard grow. I can do that too. So that's something I can change. But I'm not. I ain't, I'm not I'm not gonna get no tats as much as I want to. I'm not gonna get no tats. You know what I'm saying? Because I just want to make sure that as we grow in business, everybody, you know, you know, everybody ain't that. that and if you have them, we're not dogging you. We're just saying, stop, cover them. Don't up. get any more. Yeah, yeah, cover those. Oh, up. if you if you got them, get them where people can't see them. Like if you got like uh, tats on your arms, as long as you have a long sleeve shirt, cover it up. It's like everybody knows. Jobs tell you this. You know, if you can cover it up, you're fine. So that's all. If you can't cover it up, don't get like on um, the teardrop on your uh, face. That's oh my god. Good. We know what that means too. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. All right, guys. Well, it's been a great show again. These shows go by Very so fast. Very informative. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, I'm just trying, you know, trying to help everybody. Just, you know, everything ain't, you know, anyway. I'm going to tell you stuff, you know, the cousins didn't take. Yeah. So listen, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up at Wade and Cody on Twitter, Wade and Cody, or hit us up on our website at WadeandCody.com. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We love you guys. Bye. Talk to you later.